Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. We're coming to you from an atmospheric river. It's a pineapple express. We're in a river Ooh. of atmosphere. It's raining. Um, it's That's raining a means. lot. It's raining a lot here in Los Angeles. Uh, big... Started a little later than I thought it would. Yeah. I think the forecast changed a little bit. Yeah. Um, but... but that's what everyone's talking about around here, you know? It's true. People are like, brace yourselves. It's going to be wet out there. The end. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, people here don't know how to drive in the rain, and the streets are not equipped to handle water. Yeah. So the combination is not great. Well, just for wait for the post-water pothole situation. Oh, my God. I drove past the pothole. That's that, triggering. That, that you destroyed the Volvo on uh -huh. the first time you did yeah. it this month. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it looked like it was opening back up. So why are be they careful so, out there, everyone. Why are they so bad at this? Well, I mean, it's just not, you know, they're, it's not their thing. Road maintenance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. They're more into like road observations. We saw, uh, Henry and I saw someone doing like a, like surveying the road and we discussed that they could be thinking about putting in a traffic light or a crosswalk. Yeah. And then Henry got very into like, announcing when there was too much distance between two lights and that mm. there needed to be like a crosswalk or a light in between them. Yeah. As we were driving. He was like, there should be a crosswalk here. <laughs> well, he's a little urban planner. He is a little urban planner. So we went to the library yesterday, speaking of urban planning and I haven't taken to the library in a very long time to the point where he didn't know how libraries worked and was like fascinated when I explained it to him. And I was like, oh God, I'm failing my civic duty here. Um, but he got a library card, which is very exciting. And we went to the children's room and I asked the children's librarian, like, do you have any like kids books on like roads or traffic or, you know, street design or anything like that? And they really didn't. And like, not only did they not, but like, it didn't really exist. Like she looked uh -huh. in the catalog to see if there were stuff at like other libraries in the system and kind of came up empty, which surprised me because I was like, surely there are other children out there who are as fascinated by roads, traffic lights and signs as Henry is. There are certainly, but to the point where a book is needed, I don't know. I bet Henry would like a book. Should we write that book? Hmm. Maybe. We'll sell one copy to Henry. We'll make him a bespoke book. He'll have to pay us through the nose for it, though. Mm, that's true. You know, you can't just be giving away books. You're right. Wait, what did you ask him? You asked him if he knew how books were made, and he said that you bake them? Hmm. I, th all of these words are very familiar to me, but 
I don't think I was part of that conversation. No, you were. You asked the question. You said, Bud, do you know how books are made? And I asked him that? Yes, you did. Oh, okay. And then and he was like, Do you bake them? <laughs> I remember <laughs> I remember the question coming up. I thought it was his question. And then I asked him how he thinks they're made. I mean, that might have been the order of operations, but I thought You know, cuz it's important when a question's asked by a kid to sort of gauge what they're already thinking. Interesting. So you got to turn the question around on them. Oh. And go, "Well, how do you think books are made?" Cuz mm-hmm. then you're going to get a funny answer like, "You bake them." You bake them. <laughs> so. Uh yeah. <clears throat> so, excuse me. So we took some books. We took some books out of the library, but but there was we got one book that was sort of about signs, but like not really. Like the thing that I was picturing didn't really exist, which was unfortunate. Yeah. Um. What else is happening around here? Oh, Dory wants me. Dory sent me a job uh, that's open. Everybody that I'm thinking about applying for, which is a writer producer at WWE. And I was like, whoa, this is right up my alley. Um, Guys, yeah, I, was... it meet, I meet every criteria for the job. I might be overqualified for it, but I also feel like, you know, give me five years, I'll be running creative over there. You would have none of this nonsense right now about Cody Rhodes. And The Rock and 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 Roman Reigns would be be clean. We would have finished that story a long time ago. Wow. Anyway, I'd be like, sorry, The Rock, board member of TKO, parent company of WWE. No one wants this right now. Why don't you save yourself for SummerSlam? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> um, also, please get into ring shape. Anyway. Yeah, I was, you know, I was, I was very doing, intrigued. I was doing I was my like, daily my daily LinkedIn uh trawling and I came across this job and was like, "Huh. This sounds like something Matt would enjoy." So I sent it to him. And then he was like, "I don't have a resume." I don't. So I'm going to have to figure out how to write a resume. That will I said I would help you. The 12 I don't even know how many the last 10 years of TV jobs. Sure. Mm-hmm. 20, 15. I don't know. Um, but I was like, Ooh, but you got to work in Connecticut and then you got to travel to either Monday night raw or SmackDown every week. So I was like, and then, Ooh. and also the, the pay-per-view events, it says that in the, in oh, the yeah, job premium live events. Here I am. Yeah. Look at me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be pretty interesting. And uh, Henry's going to be that age pretty soon where he would be like, that would be the coolest job for a dad to have. So, you know, we'll see. I figure they're probably going to want to open an L.A. branch, you know? (laughs) But with, you know, TKO and WME. I mean, look, when you get the job, you can pitch that. Oh, sorry. TKO and Endeavor. Uh, I could happily, I'll happily open up the... WWE's LA offices. Anyway, whatever. The point is, I really was like, oh, I could do that job. 
how much do you think you'll make? And then Dory's like, you're probably too overqualified. And I was like, I brought him back down to earth real fast. <laughs> doesn't hurt to ask. No, it doesn't. It doesn't hurt to apply either. Right. But I just so stay tuned, everybody. I, I just wanted Matt to understand that media salaries outside of television are not. But this is television. That's the no, thing. Right I mean, like. outside of of unionized television <laughs> right are not and i feel great. like I, I feel like endeavor you know is behind this i could probably be the guy to get them unionized you should you should lead with that i'm i'm gonna well, you know vince is gone so i'm not gonna get <laughs> thrown out just by saying it uh, um i have applied to three jobs mm-hmm. um i'm still you know Still looking, still applying. Uh, I'm my I'm selling things on eBay at a at a at a nice clip. Uh, I would call it not a rapid clip, but like a decent clip. I don't know if you've noticed, but like there's like there you can see deeper and deeper into my office as the days go by, because mm-hmm. more stuff's leaving my office. That's exciting. Yeah. Doesn't it feel good? <clears throat> Yeah, and then it's like, but then I'm like, oh, I gotta figure out how to make bo- my own boxes. That's the thing. I'm like, you know this box <laughs> that's your cutting? that's your biggest problem right now. <laughs> no, 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 it's not not a problem. It's not a problem. No, because, I know. Like, I, I want to sell like some of the bigger stuff, like the you know the golf bags and and such, and uh, the box has been the thing holding me back, but. Oh, interesting. Okay. Felt pretty confident today when I cut down a guitar box to make it work for a Simpsons Lego set. I thought that looked good. Yeah. So. Looked better than. It looked better than what I jury rigged together when I sold a Lego set, which was just cutting up Trader Joe's grocery bags (laughs) and then realizing, oh, this doesn't really like protect the box that much. Oh, you didn't even, yeah, you didn't bubble wrap it. No, I did nothing. I just wrapped it in the grocery bag. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, and it was huge. Yeah, it was. But then I was big. like, well, it's only go- it was only going to like Covina or something. Like, it wasn't going that far. Right. So I was like, it'll probably be fine. <laughs> this, this one's going to Henderson, Nevada. I should ask and him if, I should, if he wanted me to deliver it personally. She gave me five stars, so I think it was fine. Oh, good. Yeah, it was on Poshmark. I sold it on Poshmark. Um... Still a couple sets. Uh, you got a hot auction for a Land Rover Technics uh, build. That's at 150 bucks right now. You got a lot of watchers on thing. Excuse yep. me. Uh huh. I've got I've got I've got a Shohei Otani card listed. P- PSA PSA ten. Uh, five out of five. That's the number of it. There's a it's a it's an out of five red foil. Wow. WBC Classic. So if you're in the market for a Shohei card, you can show your kids. You can Shohei your kids. I, I, I saw it and I decided to avoid that. I decided to go for it. I see. Well, yep. you know. That's the difference between us. That one is, uh, I'm asking a stupid amount of money for it because it's PSA 10. So I have it listed for 3500 But make me an offer. The one guy who did make me an offer made me an offer for one hundred dollars under my cutoff. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, oh, oh, I never saw that. It is it is amazing to me that people will pay that for a baseball card, but I guess that's the point. 
TBD if they will actually. Be, right. But right. I love it so much because I took it out of a pack like a regular Joe. I I you know? love that for for everyone. And then I went, oh my god, look at this card. And then I sent it to you. You were out of town, if I remember correctly. Mm, yes, I believe I was. And uh, I was like, you don't even understand this card. This card could really turn us around this month. <laughs> Um, are you still, here's a question. Are you still working on your script? That's taken a bit of a backseat to the urgency of, of, of cash flow, mm -hmm. needing a cash flow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, actually, you know, something that's funny is something I was thinking about today, uh, was a like a division of labor amongst the eBay stuff and, and writing. I was thinking about days of like days of the week like if i were if i were writing monday wednesday friday yep and i was tuesday thursday was all day ebaying yeah that would probably be a good mix cuz you know all the things i sell you know when i ship them out i get them all shipped out within a day always anyway yeah so if i sold something on monday it would get shipped out on tuesday and if i sold something on tuesday if it was early enough in the day, it's going out that day. Otherwise, it will go out Thursday. Would you be able terrible. to resist not doing baseball card stuff on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday? Uh, I well, I think so. I don't know. We'll find out. Do you want to try? Sure, but this, like this is like try thought, it this, this week? was a. Th that's what I was thinking this week. This today. Well, you know, it's funny. It's funny you say that because. <laughs> As you know, you have ADHD, and my work wife, Kate Spencer, also has ADHD. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of similarities in the way the two of you kind of operate. And she, you know, she also writes books. And you had said to me at one point that, like, you have trouble, like, switching. Yes. And if you get interrupted doing something, like, it's hard for you to go back to it. Mm -hmm. And she basically said the same thing. Like, she was like, I need like these days for podcasting and these days for writing. And I was like, oh, Matt is the same way. Like he can't do like two hours of writing and then two hours of podcasting and two hours of writing. Like he can't, yeah, like, no. that doesn't work. He needs to know that like, this is my writing day. This is my podcasting day. Um, So maybe. Yeah, Cause I feel like if I have something that's in the middle of all these things, it's not, my brain tells me, you're not going to have enough time to get into a rhythm and to like get into a flow. So don't bother writing. Yeah. Because you've got a you, because you have an 11 a.m. therapy appointment that will only last 50 minutes. Your whole day is shot. Brain. That's what the brain thinks. Right. Uh not true, but it's but but it is what I it's sort of how my brain works and how I often see productivity. Well, it's just funny to hear Kate articulate it in the same way because I was like, oh, I've heard Matt say that too. Yeah. You know, it was just interesting. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a real truism. Uh, I, find, I find that to be... Yeah, I find it to be a pain in the butt. Mm, I hear that. A, to functionally like... Yeah. Anyway, that's um, well, the update, guys. 
before we take a break, I have two updates. One is that we are now publishing ad-free episodes on the $10 Patreon tier. So if ad-free episodes are a thing that you want, go to patreon.com slash excellent adventure, sign up for the $10 tier. We have, we offer a free trial, so you can always check us out for seven days. Um, last, last week I overcomplicated it by like Dory and I would have a little chat during the break. So like I had a little to create, Easter egg. Yeah, I had to create two versions of the podcast file. And then the patron version like and didn't work. And then one work. of them got corrupted somehow. <laughs> it was very weird. We'll see how that goes. And then I to... fixed it by just cutting five seconds off the beginning of the episode. Then yeah, it was I'm like, not, again. Then it was like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, was, I really don't know. It wasn't a file either. size problem. It, wasn't it was a, very weird. It wasn't it was, a naming I, issue. Multiple, like it was, I, multiple exports. Yeah. It was very, very, very yeah, weird. Yeah, and then it didn't work until I cut five seconds off. Um, the other thing is... You know, last week a listener had said, remind us of what your Venmo is so we can Venmo you. And a bunch of people did Venmo us, which was like very kind. And there was one particular person who was extremely generous. Um, and I just want to give a special thank you to that person. They know who they are. I only, they, I got a, I got a text message only one about, I only know about one Venmo. And this one was so generous that Dory actually texted me about it. And I was like, I did. And this wow. person wrote that they had gone through hard times and they understood where we are right now and they were grateful for the podcast. And I just wanted to say an extra special thank you. It it really, it was very touching and very meaningful. So thank you so much. Um, yeah. My oh, latest, uh, latest update on the Volvo, if anyone's wondering. I'm wondering. I, I, got, it, I got it to the house. Uh, the car is no longer in Encino. The car That's is in true. our driveway. Um, Andy drove me up after we recorded the podcast, whatever night we did that, last week, Tuesday or something like that. Uh, it's sitting there. I uh, was waiting for a kit to arrive on Wednesday, which it did, but the kit doesn't work. So I came up with a new plan. I'm going to update everybody on this again next week. Since I had a stripped key... And the lug nut itself, the channel, I think, is it's more the key that's stripped than anything. I actually got some JB Weld, mixed it up, dipped the key in. I wrote, I turned the key, you know, and, and dipped it in there. And I stuck it on, slotted it right into where it should sit, and it clicked in. And then I taped the wheel, and I've been letting it cure. Now it's cured for a full day. Uh, and I went out there, and I fiddled with it with my hand a little bit. I was like, oh, yeah, that's real, real solid. So we'll see if this dumb plan of mine works. Questions are bound. What am I going to do if the other, with the other, you know, four, the other three lug nuts that need that key? Well, since it's JB Weld, I think I can heat it up with a torch and get it to... Um, soften again, just because that's what I use with golf club heads, so that works. I know that. Okay. So I can get that glue soft again, and I can get that key out. But for right now, I'm excited about this plan. Thank you. Uh, what are you going to do if it doesn't work? Next question. 
Mm. This is what I'm afraid of. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's going to work. Okay. I think. I mean, really, by the way, if this doesn't work, then that's it's so on those. It's Culver City Volvo. I don't know how fucking tight you decided to make that, but it is way over tightened. Should not be a problem. And it is a problem. It's really annoying. Anyway. <sighs> I, had a great, I had a good plan, I thought. I thought you'd all be excited about it, but Dory's not excited about it. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm just, like, tired. And Oh, I didn't. I'm not the one who backed into a curb. I, I didn't say you were. Hmm, interesting. Did I did I ever say you were the one who backed into you a curb? You seem to be blaming me for this problem. I'm not blaming you for anything. You just don't like how long the solution takes. That is true. Well, if you don't, you know, if you if I don't want the solution to cost, you know, a thousand dollars, then it's going to take a little longer. Okay. Well, I hope it works cutting, out. Then cutting through an alloy wheel for all of our sakes, and then okay. charging us for the rim. We need to take a break. All right. We'll be right back. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house, and I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase, 
for virtually any reason. They'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like, you know, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. And we're back, everybody. Hi. Um. Hi, just a reminder, please email us at Dory and Matt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at Gmail. You can also call or text us at 413-461-BABY. Um, all right, we're going to get to some emails, some voicemails. This is from Emily. Dear Matt and Dory, I'm writing in with a conundrum that comes from a ridiculous amount of fertility privilege. So I completely understand if you decide it's not fair to share, but as it's explicitly IVF related, I can't think of a better place to ask. So here goes. After struggling with anovulatory infertility due to PCOS for years and undergoing six failed IUIs, I did one round of IVF six years ago and ended up with many healthy embryos. I was lucky enough to get pregnant with my daughter on her first transfer, and shortly after weaning her, all of a sudden started ovulating regularly for the first time in my life. As a result, I was able to conceive my second daughter relatively straightforwardly and spontaneously. We have always wanted and planned on having three children and are finally beginning conversations around resuming trying, but my husband and I are a bit conflicted and in disagreement about how best to proceed. Personally, I would like to resume IVF and try transferring one slash some of our remaining embryos while my husband wants to try for another spontaneous pregnancy. I totally understand where he's coming from. IVF is no cup of tea for anyone and getting pregnant on my own was certainly cheaper, less stressful and more straightforward. However, I'm an extremely anxious pregnant person, and the idea of getting pregnant with embryos that are six years younger than us biologically seems extraordinarily beneficial to me. 29-year-old eggs and 33-year-old sperm. There would be a much lower chance of miscarriage and other negative outcomes. Furthermore, it somehow seems icky to try naturally when we have so many embryos already created and just waiting around that we've been paying $850 a year to store. Am I crazy for wanting to go back to IVF when there's probably a semi-decent chance we can conceive on our own? Is my husband crazy for denying the benefits of these youthful little embryos? I will mention that we have a little bit of insurance coverage, but I still suspect we'd spend at least a few thousand dollars to transfer. This is not nothing, but as my husband rightly pointed out, kind of a drop in the bucket when it comes to the cost of raising kids. So I'm trying to remove the cost as part of the calculus for this decision. There's definitely no right answer here, but I would just love to hear some thoughts and input from other eggheads to help guide the decision. Thanks, Emily, in the suburbs of Boston. With 2,500 square feet, one science toddler, one non-science toddler, one medium-sized TV, and one projector. Does that count? That's where my husband watches all the Celtics <laughs> games. Yeah, it'll count. No, no hot dogs in 2024, but it's still early. Yes, it is early. Early in that hot dog year. Um, sounds like you have your mind made up, and I say go for it. I do just want to, to, to gently point out that I don't think that... I think calling the 29-year-old eggs and 33-year-old sperm embryos extraordinarily beneficial by a lot. Like, I I would push back on that. Like, it's not like you're saying you are 48. Like, 
you're 35. I, I like, and your husband is 39. If I'm doing the math correctly, like I, I don't think there is some extraordinary, extraordinary biological. Oh, I thought I thought here. that was meant in the sense that they're already baked. <laughs> no, I think she was saying that they are somehow healthier and like that. Right, because you know, old eggs and sperm make right. weird kids. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what she's implying, which I kind of take issue with. <laughs> I don't know. Henry's pretty weird, so I get it. He is weird. Um. So, you know, I'm going to assume that you did not mean to offend Emily, but I'm just going to gently uh, push back on that a bit. Whereas I, you know, I try to see the best in everybody. So I completely assumed you meant it as they're already baked. I don't think that's what she meant. You're probably Um, I mean... But I'm such a gentle soul. You are such a gentle soul. Here's not not that you asked exactly what I would do in your situation, but since you wrote into my podcast, I'm going to tell you. I would try for six months to conceive spontaneously. And if it doesn't work, I would then just go straight to IVF, to the embryos that you already have. That's it. Nicely you, done. You might as well try to save ten, like 10 grand. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, you're paying 850 a month to keep the 850 a year to keep these things frozen. Right. I see the benefit also in just unfreezing them in your in your womb. I I hear you. I hear you. All right. right. Uh, This is from Grace. Hi, Matt and Dory. Longtime listener here. I started listening to your podcast early on after hearing about it through Nerdist years ago and became really invested in your IVF journey, even though I had no experience with infertility. And didn't fully understand everything. I never thought I would be going through infertility and IVF myself years excuse me, years later. Throughout my 20s, I wasn't really sure if I wanted kids. I got married at 28 and wanted to enjoy married life for a while before thinking about having kids. COVID hit when I was 30 and I absolutely didn't want to have a baby during the pandemic. We finally decided to start trying soon after I turned 33. I had my IUD removed and didn't have a period after three months, so I saw my OBGYN. She prescribed me Provera to induce a period. Months later, still no period on my own. I went on another round of Provera and started Clomid. I didn't ovulate after three rounds of Clomid and was referred to an RE. My antral follicle count was zero and AMH was 0.042. I was devastated that this could be happening at age 34. Even as a listener of this podcast, I still wasn't prepared. I feel like I should have known better and seen an RE earlier, but I thought it was just my body taking a long time to adjust to being off hormonal contraception and that everything would return to normal. Two months later, I retested and my AFC was two and AMH was 0.3. I did a saline ultrasound and found that I had a large polyp that had to be removed via hysteroscopy. The pathology report revealed endometritis with plasma cells and now we need to treat it with two weeks of antibiotics and do another biopsy after that and hopefully after that we can get started with IVF. Three people at work recently announced their pregnancies. One of them was an oops and it sent me spiraling. It feels so unfair that some people can get pregnant so easily while my body seems to be doing everything it can to not get pregnant. I'm trying to stay positive and patient, but I feel like it's going to be a long road ahead. Just wanted to share my story with a community of people who would understand. And I hope to update you all in the future. Thanks for everything you do. Grace in 2,400 square feet in suburban Chicago, two adults, 175 inch TV, 155 inch TV, zero hot dogs. Nice. Uh, on the hot dog count, I mean, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, Claudia, I, I'm not Claudia. Sorry, Claudia is the next email. Grace. 
grace. I am sorry that you're going through this. Um, yeah, IVF just, it just all sucks. And it sounds like you're in, you're in the real, you're in the changing goalposts phase. Mm, oh. Yeah, you think it's going to be one thing? Yep. Guess what? Oh, now you have endometritis. Oh, now you have a polyp. Now you have this. Now you have that. Like, it's just. We just found an attitude problem. That's what a doctor would say. And he'd be like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> of all the things. <laughs> um. So, yeah. I'm glad we can be here for you. Uh, feel free to write us anytime. We are. Uh, we're standing by. We are. All right. We are going to listen to a voicemail. Um, We're probably only going to listen to half of it because it is extremely long. Um, As much as I love the long voice memo, it is, it is really, it is quite long. Um, So. So how will we do this? What do you mean? Well, if you know the content of it, wouldn't you know what to play? Whereas I'm now controlling playing it. So. Well, we're just going to play, I think the first half, it'll be clear when it's, when it's. When the subject changes. I see. Okay, here we go. Ready? Yep. Hey, Matt and Dory and Henry and Bo, Phoebe and Revere here. Um, first off, I just want to thank folks who weighed in on my previous what would you do about weaning before starting an egg retrieval cycle. Um, I ended up deciding not to wean my 14-month-old daughter um, because, well, honestly, I'm kind of lazy and it was just easier not to wean her. Um, and now I'm really glad I didn't, um, which is the reason I'm calling today. So first off, I just wanted to vent about how much infertility and having to undergo IVF sucks. Um, The fact that so many of us have to undergo this to make a family, it just, it sucks. Um, I was most recently reminded of this last month uh, when the eight mature eggs I froze when I was 34 resulted in no embryos making it to biopsy stage. Um, And then again, reminded of this how much all of this sucks when I was working feverishly to get my meds for this most recent egg retrieval. Of course, the day before I'm supposed to start them and CVS Caremark wanted to charge me $3,800 for the meds because it was the start of a new fiscal year and I'm on a high deductible plan left over from my employer last year. Um, Good Lord, $3,800 when I've been unemployed for a year. Great. Um, But this local fertility pharmacy was only going to charge me $3,100 if I were paying out of pocket because they cut folks a break, which is nice of them. So um my insurance is going to disappear at the end of this month anyway. So I decided not to work towards hitting that deductible because um, it just doesn't matter after this month. But I. Wow. Insurance yeah. fucking racket. Mm-hmm. Truly. Uh, yeah. Anyway, back in. Spent an entire day on the phone with the two pharmacies trying to work out pricing, looking at medication alternatives with my clinic and having the pharmacies reverse their claims on my business so the other pharmacy could offer the pricing and then I'd call back and the pricing would be different and it was just a freaking nightmare. Um, I got the meds in the end and started the cycle, so whatever, onwards and upwards, right? Um, wrong because <laughs> IVF just sucks uh 13 days later you know four monitoring appointments um 27 injections in total we get to the retrieval um and i'm ecstatic because they got 12 eggs which is three more than they got when i did my last retrieval in 2020 and i'm 39 and a half and i'm feeling like this is amazing um 12 eggs awesome and then the bad news starts rolling in so they call the next day and only 11 of them were mature but 
okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. Not a big deal. Um, only five of them fertilized. Okay, not great, but you know, whatever. Um, and then they call me yesterday and not a single one made it to blastocyst. So we have no embryos to biopsy or freeze um, and no companion for our science baby who is now 14 months old on the horizon. So we had 20 eggs in the last two months and now we have nothing. Um, and I'm just, I'm heartbroken. Um, the doctor who I haven't spoken with yet, just her nurse, um, wants us to come in for a blood test before we have our follow-up with her in like two or three weeks. And um, I'm reading this directly from the email because I don't know these words. They want us to look for a chromosome analysis karyotype because our previous cycles have shown poor blastulation, blastulation, meaning something like poor quality. And sometimes a karyotype can be the cause of this. But what I want to know is why when you take 14 vials of my blood before every cycle we do i count 14 vials and you make my husband do blood work and a semen analysis before i go around like why is this not something you're looking for already if this could have saved us 20 freaking eggs including my youngest eggs from when i was 34 and thousands of dollars and all of this emotional weight like why didn't we do this before i'm just i'm so frustrated and i'm sad and i'm angry um and I think the worst part now is that my husband and I are just, we're like at each other's throats the last day and a half. Um, I think we're both just grieving and feeling so angry and hopeless and it's making us really shitty towards each other. Um, and I just, I don't know how to break out of it when neither one of us I think has the emotional energy or emotional bandwidth to really like lift the other person up. It's normally me doing that and me kind of being the bigger person. And um, I just, I don't have it in me today, uh, hopefully tomorrow, but yeah, this just sucks all around. Um, I'm so sorry for everyone who has to go on this shitty adventure. Um, I would not say it is excellent, you know, 95% of the time. Um, but I am really thankful for you two and this community that you've created. And the fact that I can just leave you a, a ranting voice memo. Um, and I know that you guys and, and the listeners will get it. So so thank you for that. Um, but I guess I'm putting out an egg signal, if you can. I've been trying to figure out kind of what has gone wrong with these last two cycles, like why all of a sudden we've failed twice to get any embryos. And a friend of mine thinks that it could be because they did Pixie these last two rounds and they didn't do Pixie in 2020 um, when we got nine eggs and those resulted in two embryos to biopsy, one of which was super abnormal and they discarded and then the other one turned into our daughter. So um, wondering if Pixie is the reason why this fails, even though I thought Pixie was supposed to be like such a direct way to success. Um, but if anyone has thoughts on this, please let me know. Um, and yeah, also like, I was just thinking, wouldn't it be wonderful if the clinic comes back and says like, you know what, we I messed think, up those two rounds. Here's a free one on us so we can we try can to fix our mistake. Um, and, and yeah. Um, Phoebe, well, thank, you, thank you for this voicemail. Um, and sorry to cut you off. Um, and I'm sorry about your 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 eggs and your embryos. And ugh, it all just sucks. Interesting. Pixie is... Do you, are you familiar with the difference between Pixie and Ixie? No. Pixie is physiological intra cytoplasmic sperm injection mm-hmm. it's a technique used to select sperm to use in ICSI which is intracy- anyway, intracytoplasmic sperm injection hmm. so it's rather than just I assume rather than just willy nilly picking 
you know, a sperm and trying to throw it into an egg. It's more of a screening process, I guess, for the sperm. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, look, could it have been Pixie? Sure. Uh, like, it, I feel like you might never know, you know, and and you might just oh, it's have like, to like, it's a, it's it could be any one of a thousand factors, you know. Right. It could be you you guys are too stressed out, or it could be that, uh, you know. Uh, could be the lab, could be your eggs, yeah. could be his sperm. Like, it, there's just, there's so many factors that go into it. I think sometimes we drive ourselves a little crazy trying to find the reason because then it feels like we're kind of more in control and that we can fix it. But like, what if, you know, what if you determine that Pixie was the reason and then you do one without Pixie and it still doesn't work? Like, what are you going to, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's very frustrating. And back to the thing of like, why don't they screen for this mm-hmm. initially when they're taking all that blood? I mean, honestly, my guess is it's an annoyingly complicated test that probably costs money, more money, and they don't want to like, my guess is it doesn't affect enough right. couples where they're not having to enough. screen. And, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but you know it's a shitty way to find out. Yeah. Obviously, they're using up eggs. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's my guess. I'm not sure though. Yeah, I I would guess that as well. <sighs> well, Matt, let's take another break. All right, we'll be right back. Okay. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And we're back, everybody. Hello. Hi. All right. This is from Rick. Hello, Matt and Dory. Long time listener. Third time emailing this pod. I emailed before about my wife who has cartagenesis. My wife. Sorry. Syndrome. And he wanted to do one-on-one help with insurance benefits for average folks who don't know how to best work the system. I just finished all of Star Trek TNC. And as of today, I finished all of Excellent Adventure. It only took me from June 8th, 2023 to listen to them all. We don't have any need for IVF advice, but I love learning and the relationship y'all share. I actually have something I can contribute to hopefully help Matt with his sleepiness and apnea issues. Mm. I had untreated sleep apnea for a very long time. And over my 17 years of marriage, my wife, Jessica, has stressed to me how much I would struggle to breathe at night. I always felt I was okay and didn't need any treatment. Just more Diet Mountain Dew. (laughs) laughing emoji big fan of that drink well in march of this last year i came to realize how severe my condition was after coming home from singing at church i made my lunch and sat down on the couch as i always did only to come to and be surrounded by paramedics and a very scared family i just stopped responding to anyone and was barely breathing turning blue fists clenched and had to be admitted to the hospital 
because of the sudden issues with breathing and oxygen. After a week in the hospital, I was told my untreated sleep apnea caused issues with my oxygenation and that coupled with my excessive weight led to the nearly fatal incident. I did sleep studies and found to have severe sleep apnea and if not treated with the CPAP and weight loss, I could have it happen again. I hated the idea of a CPAP mask or oxygen on me at night, but I realized I hated the idea of putting my family through such a scary ordeal again or dying was worse. I've stayed fairly consistent with the CPAP and other changes recommended by the doctors until recently when my masks were not fitting right. Just a week of not using my CPAP properly landed me in the ER again with the same symptoms as before. Blue, not responding, clenched fists because I wasn't breathing properly at night without a working CPAP mask. Matt, don't wait. Don't wait on getting this addressed. I'm lucky that my family caught me quickly and that I didn't pass in my sleep. Please follow up on the sleep study and get the machine and treatment you need. Henry, Dory, and Bo need you in their lives and don't want to see what happened to me happen to you. Mm, I was with you to the last part. Bo doesn't care. Feel free to ask away about any of this process. I'm happy to help. I will now continue to wait for weekly releases while also going back and revisiting old episodes of Excellent and TNC. Thank you for the endless hours of entertainment as I work doing DoorDash, Instacart, and Facebook. Not endless, because apparently they just ended for you. (laughs) Sincerely, Rick and Jess and Corpus Christi living in a three-bedroom, two-bath, 1,220-square-foot home with four TVs ranging from 32 to 70 inches along with three dogs, Mm. a cat, and three of my four children for now until I move in with my in-laws at the end of the month so I can save up money while I study for my CDL so we can move into something bigger. Lots of proper hot dogs in 2023, but alas, only four (laughs) corn dogs so far in 2024. I mean, it's, it's a decent amount of corn dogs who have squeezed in by February. I'll just say that. It's not Nothing to sneeze at. You're not wrong. You're not wrong about that. Uh, amazing. I'm glad that everything is okay with you and that your apnea has been treated. And that you're... I'm curious about the... It just didn't... It just stopped fitting, right? That's what he said. I wonder what happened. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. What, God, I got so many doctors. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah. But my sleep, I, I don't know. I feel like my sleep's been better. I haven't been. I haven't had those. I haven't had the um, middle of the day narcoleptic naps. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to credit my telling you not to drink caffeine at midnight for that. Oh, I think that, that yeah, there's a good, there's a cutoff of, well, usually it's three o'clock. It should I be three. Blew past that, not realizing it's 4.51. Jeez. Okay, well, well cut yourself the off. The cutoff is 4.51. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, all this morning, I woke up at like three. 30 mm-hmm. and looked at my watch and my watch was stuck on nine o'clock and i was like this something's wrong with my watch and i gotta send that in god knows how much that would cost to fix so we'll just leave it for a long time um then i looked at the alexa and it was 3 30 in the morning and i was like oh so i sat, sat up and i turned the something on Oh, I turned on some Star Wars thing on YouTube, mm-hmm, the Bread mm-hmm. Circus, mm-hmm. Uh, and 
I think I fell back asleep, and the next thing I remember was Henry tapping on me, going, "Dita, it's four fifty-one." He told me he didn't come out till five. Oh, five. Sorry, five fifty-one. Okay, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> sorry, not four fifty-one. Five fifty-six. Five fifty-one. Yeah, or six. Whatever. Whatever yeah, it was. It whatever was that it was. Sing-songy way he said it. And then he's like, I need to watch Stinky and Dirty. And I was like, okay. And then what happens, like, I'm usually so tired when he asks that, like, between hitting Amazon Prime and waiting for the accounts to load up, I fall asleep again. Mm. And he has to go, Dina. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And then I got up and made him Raisin Toast because uh, he demanded it and uh, been up ever since. Not too shabby. Mama got to be not woken up till 7.30. That's true. And he probably made it till 7.26 or something like that. He almost, I don't think he fully got to 7.30. I think it was 7.27. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Maria says, your discussion of selling your extra excess golf equipment reminds me of a friend who died recently. Everyone knew he was an avid golfer, but not even his wife knew that he had a separate storage unit for golf equipment. Jesus. They found 19 golf bags, each one fully equipped with everything needed, including a wallet with cash and passes to his courses. They had a yard sale for golfers and there was a huge attendance. Bet you could do a targeted golf and guitar sale and pull people in. Yeah, but like, hey, any lefty people out there that need these things? It's like... That's the that's where I'm like, oh, that's like ten percent of a. Mm. Anyway, if you're left-handed and you're looking for a 1963 pre-CBS Fender Jaguar, check it out on Reverb. It's for sale right now. Consigned it with Imperial Vintage. Right now, it's listed for fifteen thousand. Here's a secret. I'll take like twelve. Okay. Okay. Um. Thank you, Maria. As far as I know, Matt does not have a secret storage unit yet. So shockingly, there's shockingly. no, I mean, not shockingly, look behind me. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a storage unit. But it's not secret. I can walk in there anytime. This is, uh, this uh, Henry does actually walk in here all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, get out of my secret storage office. <laughs> all right. Last email from Anonymous who says, my daughter is about two months younger than Henry. And I started listening in late 2018 when Dory and I were both pregnant. I had to write in after the Disney discussion on your most recent episode. We are going to LA next month to visit family and decided to throw in a Disney day while we're in the area. My daughter likes the characters and I know she'll enjoy the food, but she's pretty much the exact opposite of Henry in that she's a sensory avoider, not a thrill seeker. This is to the point where when we ride a local carousel, she will only sit on the horses that don't go up and down, refuses the train at the zoo. She even gets nervous when she swings too fast at the playground. I did some research and have an idea of very chill rides that I think we will start with. Canal boats, small world, jungle cruise. Also, have some others in mind if she feels adventurous and gets more comfortable. Astro Blasters, Autopia. I'm open to other suggestions. Here are my questions for uh, Oh, I was going to say, I don't know if Astro Blasters will be back up. It's under refurb right now. I also... Yeah... Yeah, it is. Um, also, Autopia is very loud. The car is yes. very loud. But if you, you know, if she brings, if she has Headphones. sound, can't head, you know, noise, yeah. you know. All right. Here are my questions for you, the Disney experts. How would you structure a day around the very gentle rides and the playground slash attractions like Minnie's house? We're just doing Disney, not California Adventure. Um, 
I would say you're going to probably stick close to like around Fantasyland and Toontown. Well, no, Adventureland is where Jungle Cruise is. Oh, yeah, Jungle Cruise. That's right. And Tomorrowland is where Autopia is and the Astro Blasters. Um, I'm sorry, Astro Blasters isn't under refurbishment. I was thinking of the um, Astro Orbiter. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think Astro Blasters, I think it'll be fine. I think that is open. Um, so unlike Dory says, you gotta, you got to swing through all the lands. Uh, I would uh, start, go down the hub, but I'd break left. I'd start in Adventureland and knock out Jungle Cruise first. Because of all the rides you mentioned, the one that tends to get the longest line of all those is Jungle Cruise. So if you do that early in the day... Great, and then Small World has a pretty quick line. And oh wait, she didn't say Small World, did she? She said no. She did. She said Small World. Oh, good. And then the well, yeah. So you could do Small World, then swing, and then go into Fantasyland, and and in order, you could hit the uh, Canal Boats, Small World. Sorry, the Canal Boats, Minnie's House, Small World, Autopia, like in a row, Mm -hmm. like in a. Um, Matt, we have to wrap up because it is almost five and Holly has yes. to go home and it, there's a rainstorm. I don't want her to be late. So right. do you want to do the last like five minutes of this after we put Henry to bed? Well, if you put me on the spot. So if I say yes, then, I, then it's a, if I say no, then I'm the reason the podcast is shorter. No one likes that. We'll be back. Okay. Not a commercial break, but we'll be right back. And we're back from the thing that we went to do that wasn't a commercial. It was um, make dinner. Give Henry babysitter. Yeah, give Henry a bath. Do the whole bedtime thing. Put Henry to bed. Watch some of the Grammys get bored of the Grammys and like, oh yeah, live TV has a lot of commercials. Oh, does it ever? I mean, I learned so many things. You learn, if you have COVID, get Paxlovid. Yes. That is good rhyming. And you also learned that there's a new menopause medication. Uh, I learned that, of course. And then uh, my other, the other thing I learned was that, um, after midnight has the at symbol as the A for after, which I think is very dumb. Mm. Yeah, there were. Is there is there X name at after midnight? <laughs> Good question. I'm very curious. This is an important question. Yeah, we saw it in. Like, I don't know why they just didn't call it after at midnight. In the like forty minutes that I was watching, there were yes at least two if not three after midnight promos well i saw a thing that said uh uh after midnight ratings fine for cbs fine <laughs> i was like wow i've never seen that oh we saw um a commercial for the equalizer to which you said yep. uh, oh that's wow, the still, show's on. still on good for her and i said her being it's Queen a Latifah. procedural on cbs of course it's still on and Matt oh. said, oh, good point. We laughed. We're so, you know, we're industry insiders, so obviously we laughed. 
We really chortled. <sighs> anyway, where did we leave off? I don't well, remember. we left oh, off Disneyland. Yes, I was giving Disneyland Anonymous advice. Anonymous was was asking for Disney advice, so um, we had given them advice about how to do like gentle rides and attractions, and you had suggested, mm-hmm. I believe, starting in Adventureland to do yes, Jungle Cruise jungle first, and then sliding yes. on all down. Okay, now this, I'm curious to hear what you say about this next question. Our group will be three adults and the four and a half year old. I do not share my daughter's fears and I want to break off from the group and ride Space Mountain or another thrill ride at some point. What would you recommend if I have limited time? Uh, I would recommend that you buy a lightning lane for Rise of the Resistance if still available because you can't buy one for Space Mountain if I remember correctly, correct? Correct, but if she has Genie Plus, she can use it on Space Mountain. But they might not get Genie Plus because the four and a half year old right. doesn't like any real rides. If you get Genie Plus, yeah, use Genie Plus for Space Mountain and 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 get in there at some point in the day. Uh, otherwise, just buy a a pass for Rise of the Resistance. Sometimes they can be up to twenty bucks. But if it's just you, you go in there, you. Slide through the line. Have a good have a good time. Ride a ride. It's got some thrills, some spills, some fun. And then meet back up with the group. Great. Great plan, Matt. Uh, okay, three. Daughter is usually good with long walks and does a two-mile loop with us pretty often. Currently, we are not planning to rent a stroller at Disney. Is this a bad idea? Do you still use one with Henry when you are there? We do. Um, it's not a bad idea. Uh, because you could just go get one. You know what I mean? You mean like if they're there and then they decide they need and one, they're like, they can oh go God, get we one. need a stroller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they totally. can just go up and get one. True. I find that having a stroller at Disney is helpful uh, partly because like even if your kid is a big walker, there's something about Disney that just like tires children out. Like you see a lot of children in strollers sleeping who like look too old to be sleeping in strollers. Right. Um, Especially if you're planning on like staying all day and all night. Like if you're planning on staying through fireworks, then you're going to want your, you're going to want a stroller. The other nice thing about a stroller is you can like put stuff in a stroller. So you don't have to carry everything all the time. Although I don't know if the, if the Disney rental strollers have storage. Storage? They probably do. do. They want you to buy things. Okay. Her other sensory quirk is that she's scared of automatic flush toilets, especially in busy bathrooms with multiple stalls flushing all at once. What is Disney? What's that that like? (laughs) What is the Disney potty situation like? Are there any one person bathrooms? Okay. So Henry, Henry is both sensory avoidant and a sensory seeker. So he hates loud noises. He hates automatic flush toilets. He hates drones. Um, I have to, you know, we have to hold his. If we we forget, if we happen to forget his headphones, noise, his headphones, his essentially, essentially ear over ear protection for like skeet shooting. That's essentially what he wears. Um, you have to. You hold have his, to hold his head, like hold his ears. Yeah, like really hard. Even um, if you assure him that it's not an automatic flush situation. Yep. He also doesn't like loud flushes. So even if it's not automatic, if it's loud, 
Right. That is also not acceptable. He doesn't like the sound of the hand dryer. You have to hold your hands over his ears for the hand dryer. It's a whole thing. So we we get you. Um, they are automatic flush. I believe there is a single stall bathroom in the baby care center. Which is between Casey's Corner. Is that what it's called? It's next in, to, it's like, it's like basically across right from Plaza Inn. Right? Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of Disney World Care, which is oh. next, next between the Crystal Palace and Casey's Corner. So Disneyland is on the other side. Yeah. Right? So there's a there's a baby care center where you can go if you right like, past the need to feed your baby. What it, is that called? It's it. There's a shop in the corner Plaza? that always sells all the Christmas ornaments. It's next to that. Yeah. Um. Just, just it'll be on a map. You go. You basically go down Main Street, and then kind of where it ends, and you see the like circular path start. The hub. You go to the right, and it's kind of tucked away in the back back there. Um, I believe they have single it's stall. To the right. It's to the right of Tomorrowland's entrance. But it's not even, it's not close to there. So that will be confusing for her. What do you mean? It's right there. It's, it's not, but okay. Um, oh. uh, I believe they have single stall bathrooms i've never tried to use that bathroom with henry as a as a non-baby um but i feel like they should let you they've let me fill up my water bottle in there like i don't i don't i, th- I feel like it would be okay especially if you were like hey my daughter is like doesn't like automatic flush toilets like can can we use the bathroom you might want to with all of her idiosyncrasies you might consider going and speaking with uh, somebody at either town hall or another person in plaid and and perhaps getting a DAS pass. Also known as a DOS pass, uh, which stands for disability access service, um, which it, it, you know, it depends. It, Particularly on the bathroom front. I mean, I'm like, whoa, that's just like, that is, that is something that is going to hinder your day. If you can't, you know, you got to pop back. Say you're in live or something, you got to leave line to go to the bathroom way over there. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, no, think about it. Yeah, you can look that up on Disney's website and get more information about it. Don't abuse the system, people. It's rude. Um. All right. Thanks. This is Anonymous in the Bay Area with two adults, one kid, and 2,000-ish square feet, zero hot dogs, one sixty-five inch TV. Mm. That's it, huh? Um, all right. Well, this brings us to the actual end of the show. Really? Yeah, that was it. I got a tickle. I got a tickle in my throat, and I'm out of water, and all I see around me is caffeinated beverages, and it's so late now. Don't drink them. <coughs> ah. Don't drink them. Do you want me to bring you some water? I'll brave the moat. No, I don't want you to. I'll brave there's the enough, moat. There's a standing. There's standing water outside of my office, so should be fine oh that's great all right here we go as we get down here let's talk about patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure that's where you can support this show uh as well as support dory and i while also getting some content to get uh up to two bonus episodes if you're at the five dollar level or above you get your name right on the podcast each month uh there's there's uh, some lovely folks at the $25 level. They each get a fun fact made up by me every month. This month, 
it's happening next week. Okay. So, but thank you to the following people. Britt S. Baker. Oh, my God. I was like, usually what happens is one of us will say it, and then the other person says the first name. I don't know. Whatever. Josephine W. Anonymous. Ariana Perry. Bethany. Bonnie L. Carol Balala McNamara. Catherine Field. Cecily Templeton. Christina. Christina Keller. Diana Martin. Elizabeth Motley. Emily F. Aaron Riley. Gretchen. Jenna Marie Nelson. Jennifer Austin. Jennifer Zayas. Karen Perelman. Kelly Davis. Lauren Kay. Luciana. Maria Baker. Mary Jo George. Melissa Bozeman. Mike. Nassim Gansari. Olivia Fahey. Uh, Adina L. Alicia. Don. Katie Allen. Lane and Kate Seppala. Mickey Smith. Mimi Steinberg. Ronit Mazzoni. Sanctuary Moon. Tyler R. waves every time his name is said on pods. <laughs> I'm waving back, Tyler. Uh, Abba N. Alec Meredith Fletcher and Florence Babel. Alex Liu. Amanda Powell. Amy. Andrew McClure. And Fluger. Thanks, everyone. Thank you all so very much. Uh, don't forget, ad-free over on Patreon at the $10 level or above. And uh, otherwise, we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. bye.